Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Splatterhead, Groby, Mackey, and we are the Fan Club Blitz on Murph's Fan Cave, a great podcast network. Sure is. It is. It's amazing. Yes. Home of Raiders Fan Radio. Yes. And uh, all kinds of other stuff. All kinds of other stuff. Mondays with Mikey and Murph. Yes. Um, Tales from the Dark Side. Tales from the Dark Side. And all that jazz. And all that jazz. And then you got us, the Fan Club Blitz. Yes. Where we bring you all kinds of crap. We're three Raiders fans. Yes. But we're not going to limit ourselves to talking about the Oakland Raiders all the time. No, because there's more fan clubs than the greatest fan club in the world, which is the Oakland Raiders, the Black Hole fan club. That's right. You know, there's a whole lot more in this world, man. Yeah, we'll bring you some soccer hooligans. Yeah, we got that coming up. Uh, We actually got a guy that, you know, he's a buddy of mine. Knows all about that stuff. So yeah. we're, so we're going to get him on the show next couple episodes. That's yeah. right. So anyway, we are the Fan Club Blitz. Thanks for tuning in. Follow and subscribe to Murph's Fan Cave on your favorite pa- podcast forum, platform, whatever the hell they call that thing. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Google it. <laughs> Google it. Murph's Fan Cave. Follow. Like. Yeah. YouTube. Yeah, yes, YouTube. YouTube. Follow, like, subscribe. That's the simplest. Yeah. And, and uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. He's he's on all that stuff. And so are we. And so are we. The Fan Club Blitz.
Okay. Fan Club Blitz. Here we go. That was our... Uh, Everybody heard our new intro there. Yeah, kind of new. Might change. I don't know change. why I'm not getting much of me in my headphones because I'm not wearing them. Yeah, see? Uh, you know, there j- you go. J- jiggle the wire, man. Put the <laughs> headphones even, on. I'm not even drunk today. And I'm like, <laughs> why don't I hear my headphones? I don't have them on. So this is the uh, the fan club blitz with your host, Splatterhead. Groby. Mackie. And Mackie. And uh, yeah. Different cast of characters. Different man. cast of characters. Different year. Murder hornets. Yeah. Pandemics. Sodomy geese. <laughs> Sodomy, Sodomy geese. Sodomy geese. <laughs> That's a new one. <laughs> I kind of. I kind of. I, I actually want to see them. Race. <laughs> we got protesters, race yes. riots. Yes. Uh, all kinds of stuff going yeah. on, man, in the yep. world today. Yeah. We're still on lockdown. We're still on lockdown. Then. <laughs> it's uh yeah yeah we still can't uh go out to eat or anything no um can't go sit in a bar no nope. um it's a it's a weird world that we're living in i almost said weird something world but i remembered to i don't want to sit around editing this thing <laughs> uh yeah let's not for eight hours well but, uh, the governor just put us on lockdown for another month yet at the same time they ease the restrictions for june 15th and then june 22nd well, we're so on, this is it's going to get even more silly we're on point. we're on phase one now right? yes yeah. yes we can go camping we yes. can get out in the world. We can, we can get out in the world. Yes, you can. You can go to the beach. You can, you can go to the beach. Go to I went parks. to the beach yesterday. State mm-hmm. parks are open. Well, we don't go to the beach in Jersey. We go down the shore. Yeah. That's right. And I went there yesterday. See, I grew up in California. We just go to the beach. Yeah. But we could walk there. Yeah. You know, pretty much from almost anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Fresno. You can't walk to the beach. <laughs> but... uh most of us who live in the real California can walk to the beach, yes. at least hop a bus and get there in a few minutes. But uh, I went down to shore yesterday, let the dog take a dip. He was it was a blast watching him try and attack the waves because he thought they were chasing him. <laughs> Oof. 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 Yeah. yeah. I'm like, don't drink that stuff, dude. I've seen what salt water does to dogs when yeah. they drink too much. Yeah. You don't, yeah. I don't want that happening in my car yes, like yeah. it happened in Florida. Exactly. You don't want a dog in your car that's been drinking seawater. No. You do not. It happened to me in Pensacola, yes. Florida once, and it was like, uh-oh. Yeah. Yep. I should have Googled this beforehand. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so, and then phase two, I think, begins June 15th. Yeah, we're doing the, uh, we're doing the outdoors. Like, bars are scrambling to create outdoor areas. You know what that means? So we can hang. Black hole meeting at the cottage. Exactly. Yeah. Well, the, the cottage is in good shape. You already had that deck over there. He's so, got the deck ready. Yeah. And uh, I actually was in there last week. We, and, uh, uh, well, we actually thought about doing the show today from there. Yeah, because yeah, I was out on the deck because yeah, I was yeah, there last yeah. week. And, uh, you know, because the governor Murphy was supposed to announce last week and he never did. Um, he waited, mm-hmm. you know, but we were all waiting for the announcement. So I went to Damien and I said, what's what did he say? And he goes, nothing. Yeah, he goes. But, you know, if you come in here and you order food and a drink to go. And then you walk up on the deck and sit down. I ain't going to stop you. He's really? Like, right. He's like, we can't serve you. Yeah. You yeah. know, but you want to order something to go? 
Get around the technicality. There's tables out there. He's like, I ain't saying anything. Have a yeah. seat. You know? And, cu- and currently where we are now is gearing up to... Open up. That's open right. up and, and put some outdoor seating in and fire that stuff all up. No, absolutely. Like, you eat, yeah. You know, at the cottage, he puts the if he puts the full yeah. bar out there to where he just has those couple taps... I was worried he's this morning. He's in good shape. I might, I he's in lose, good shape. I might lose my personal parking spot temporarily because of this. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's happening? Outside seating business. So uh, they're... they're they're thinking that we, um, they're not going to be ready on the 15th to open. No. No. Um, here at Stu and Dolly's, they're talking about maybe uh, 4th of July weekend, yeah. something like that. Which is good. You know? Yeah, no, as a new business, it's yeah, a good they, idea for they'll them. They'll be right next out Just back, to make sure you got your stuff together. Yeah. And, you know. Speaking earlier about it, it was like, yeah, you, you know what? You don't know what kind of crowd you're going to get in. You might as well build up your business yes. with little crowds. Get a taste of what you're going to do. Find out what you do right. Yeah. Find out what you do wrong. Exactly. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, all right, now we're full business. All right, we've already worked out the kinks. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're already in good yeah, shape. Yeah, the kinks yeah. are yeah. done. You, it, you know. It's almost like you get a little bit of a trial run, and most people don't get that. <laughs> no, no, they, they, do no they don't. you got to open the doors and hit the That's ground right. running. I, you know? I, I had mentioned earlier, I think you, you're probably better off that you didn't open for like two weeks and then all this hit. Yeah. Because number one, you'd lose all the money on the stocks. Yeah, inventory. Just sitting there. Yeah. yeah. Just sitting there. You wouldn't know where the hell your business is going to go. Yes. At, at that point. So, you know what? Take the longer time. Take the pause. Yeah. And then, oh, we can ease into our business. Okay. Sure. Oh, let's figure out what we do right. Okay. Yep. Oh, we do this right. Let's focus on this. Yeah. Oh, we suck at this. All right. Let's squash that. Like, we'll yeah. just keep focusing on what we do good. Sure. Yeah. Well, hey, to everybody listening out there that uh, this is your first time tuning in and you've just listened to us ramble on for about eight minutes, but I'll let you know something that you probably don't know this is a sports show it's a sports show yes it is (laughs) and this is actually a big day for us man yes this is this is a uh, milestone it's a milestone kind of show this is episode 50 of the fan club blitz yes it's it's i'm honored to be here it's also episode one with the new cast of characters yes well i mean you know me and groby have been here for you know since the beginning and uh we're trying to get uh uh, Rachel to you know join in on the, on the <laughs> podcast at some point because she'll chime in. We got to point a microphone yeah. at her though because like sometimes she'll chime in and it's like hey hey wait that was brilliant because I, I think I think we could use a female voice Maybe, on, sure. on the fan club blitz and yes. also the voice of a Giants fan yes why not yeah kind of, you know that the, the the ice cubes in the tequila that's right. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but I've converted her a bit, though, <laughs> a bit. Yeah, as long as hey, you wore a black and silver jersey to the game, you wore a car jersey. Well, they were playing the Jets. Well, not you could have worn just black, or could have no. You like, I want one of your jerseys. I want one of your jerseys. Personally, oh, per- oh, please. Personally, you should have just wear a Giants jersey. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I, I I bought her a Mark Bavaro Giants jersey. Wow. All right. And I uh, and she has gotten compliments on that from Giants sure, fans, even sure. coming in. Co- like now, that's a jersey. Yeah, that that's who we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, it's episode fifty, man. That's a big big thing. Yeah. And uh, w- we we were like, well, what do we do? What do we do to make this show make episode fifty? You know, something special, right? Controversy. 
well, hey, not even that. But look, <laughs> we've had some great. We've you know the the history of this show has been kind of all over the map. Um, but we've done some great stuff, man. We went into a Kansas City Chiefs bar. Yes, that was a great episode. We've done. You know, we've had Dallas Cowboy fans on here that wouldn't stop talking. Yeah. We've talked to uh, Miami Dolphins fans. We've multiple Raiders booster clubs and yes. Black Hole chapters. Yes. And, uh, you know, but we are in a kind of a transitional period in the show. We're, we're you know, we're Raiders fans, um, but we're, you know, moving in a little bit of a different direction. Just sure. Sort of, I don't want to just be another Raiders podcast, which yeah. is kind of what we turned into, but was yeah. never our plan. No. So our plan was always fan clubs. Yeah. Our plan was fan clubs, you know, booster clubs. Yeah. Of and, every uh, team. Of every team. You know, obviously, you know, it's going to be Raiders heavy because that's who we know. And that's kind of, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's our thing. But we, we've gotten to a, a, a point to where we decided, hey, let's let's veer off in a, in a different direction. Yes. Again, you're still going to get a lot of Raiders stuff. Sure. Y- y- yes, you are. Show's hosted by three Raiders fans. Yeah. Well, but everything will just have that Raiders flavor to it. Just be, sure. Yeah, being Raiders fans, we're a little different. Right. Yeah. We are a little different. We, we are a little different than it. So everything's going to have a certain yes. flavor to the conversation. Right. It, it just, we're, yeah. we're not like Michael K talking in New York, or, you know, and any of the ESPN sportscasters on radio. Yeah. Right. We're going to have a different little flavor. We're going to have a little, it, it's a little punk rock. Being a, a Raiders yes. fan, it's a little punk rock sports little, perspective. Yeah, it's a little punk rock. It's a little hardcore. Yeah. It's a little hardcore hip hop. It's a little punk rock. It's, mm-hmm. it's a yes. little. It's a little outlaw. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what separates, you know, Raider Nation. What, from, what's that noise, man? I don't know, and I, I don't. I don't see it registering on the screen. But I'm not hearing anything on my end except for the air conditioner over here. Now nah, there's that, something going. Is, is there? A, it sounds like something rattling. Something. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It is registering on the screen. Yeah. So sorry, people. We don't know what that noise is. <laughs> yeah, we have no idea. <laughs> Don't know where it's coming from. Don't know what's going on with it. Uh, just, uh, you know, hopefully uh, it goes away. Yeah. That's all we can say. Yes. But anyway, so episode 50, right? So we're in this kind of weird world right now. And there, there's a lot of, you know, there's there's peaceful protests. There's riots. There's, there you know, there's a divisiveness in the country. A, very, a, a big divisiveness. And, uh, you know, definitely. You think? Yes. And it's, (laughs) and it's unfortunate that it's like, you know, this is just my opinion. Um, so I'm not representing everybody on the show. I'm definitely not representing everyone on Murph's fan cave network, but from my viewpoint, it's unfortunate that this divisiveness seems to be, uh, being encouraged from, you know, the people that are supposed to be the leaders. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, it um, is. Yes. It, you know. That that's, you know, to me, this whole thing, it, I mean, the whole thing reeks of hypocrisy. Right. You know, because it's like, yeah, no, everybody's got a hair trigger right now. Uh, no matter what you say, they just want to twist your words to, to do everything. And, and that's not right. Now, right, I'm not hey, talking, wait, before- now I'm not talking about Drew Brees. By any means, I'm not talking about him yeah. because for that idiot to sit there and say he didn't know what Kaepernick was protesting and why he was kneeling and thought it was about the flag, he's an idiot. 
because he's been in a football he's been in football long enough. He should know why the guy was kneeling. Right. right. You know. And then it had, but, no. before they tear us apart, let, let's just put it out there. Everybody's an idiot. We are not right, right or left. They are all idiots with right. an agenda. Yes. We're trying we're gonna debate a little bit of common sense around here and throw it into our flavor of what we're talking about with the Raiders. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it's all absurd. Look, it, I, it's I'm all just, absurd. I'm just living in a world right now where I'm actually like I'm 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 turning on like you know mainstream media or or looking on Twitter or looking on Facebook and here I am, you know, a a 48-year-old man who's lived, you know, through all kinds of stuff in this country and in sure. this world. And I'm and I'm and I'm reading statements being issued from George W. Bush mm-hmm. going, see, see now that sounds like a leader. I- it's frightening is that man he made sense yes and that's that's yeah, a, and how much back in the day geez what a uh, <laughs> let's just paraphrase it as a mess right but a mess the guy is making a statement that is what you would look for in a president yeah in a president in a leader yes right yeah, basically, it? hey, Damn everybody, noise. everybody, let's rein it. Let's rein it in yeah. here. Yeah, we got some issues here. We have some big time issues. Yes. Let's work together. We'll yeah. band together. We'll yes. do this. Yes. Yeah, slow, slow it down yeah, a I bit. Mean, <sighs> let's, you know, let's see where we're at. Let's let's talk about that. I mean, when you got like, you know, yeah. I mean, you got bunker, bitch. You when know, you got like, generals and admirals <laughs> and stuff coming yeah, out. Mattis, going, Mattis, you're, like, you're going to slam Mad Dog Mattis. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. And, and and so I would just like, you know. But I will state the one media buzzword we will not use is the new normal. No. We, no. Will, we will not use no, that term. No. That term is BS. It means nothing. Well, I mean, I'm an old like, um, you know. I mean, we're all old, like punk rock and yes. metalhead and hardcore guys. And we're and- a little old school. I've been social distancing from people for most of my life (laughs) outside of going to shows, which even then it's like, I always get like, I'm like, oh, it's going to be a great show. And then like five minutes before it's time to leave, I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. What am I doing? (laughs) Why did I agree to go to this? Why I don't want to go to this. Jesus Christ. It's two in the morning. What the hell? Is that a-hole going to be there? I know he is. Jesus. Jesus. I love Gabe Zander, but I don't want to talk to him for four hours. (laughs) I can only handle these people in five-minute doses. Yes. But uh, anyway... We, we, I decided, and I got no disagreement, that what we would do for episode 50 was a little bit of a history lesson on, um, because you know, a lot of people out there, they act like that uh, social or civil um, activism within sports all started with Colin Kaepernick. No, it did not. And, uh, you know, there's an, there's a history that goes back to the 1800s. Of professional athletes Damn using straight. using their celebrity and using their status to make social, civil, and political statements. Yes, and uh, and and some of it has actually done a lot to change the world. Sure. So you know, we we thought for this episode we would kind of dive into some of that stuff 
and and actually get you know you know read a little bit of of history out mm-hmm. there. We're not going to go. We're not going to you know spend you know an hour on each story. We'll just kind of briefly touch on some of these things that that we found to be significant. And uh, yes, a lot of them are going to be Raiders related. Not all of them, but the you know. The legacy and the history of the Oakland Raiders and of Al Davis mm-hmm. is of diversity and yeah. in inclusion. It, it, it truly speaks to everything. Yes. And it, in the middle of the civil rights movement, yeah. he, even prior to the civil rights movement, I mean, quite I do, possibly Al, the most Al diverse it sports forward. organization in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No yes. question. No question. Yeah. No question. So. You know, so there will definitely be some. You can't talk about, you know, civil and social political activism and and fighting for civil rights in sports without talking about no. the Raiders. That's right. No, you, you it's can't. Impossible. You can't do it without mentioning Al Davis. People would like to, but facts remain. Yes. Yeah. No, the facts are there. Yeah. So, but we're you know we're we're going to cover a lot of stuff. Olympics. Uh, you know. Uh, tennis, you know, all kinds of stuff that 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 went on um, to, uh, you know, with athletes to promote, um, you know, change in the world. Yes. Progress. You got to move forward. We can't all keep hating each other. Exactly. Um, that 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 does not that doesn't work for anybody. And and then we've got a, We've got a guest coming on that we're going to talk to who that uh, really knows and he's, what it's about. He's not a sports player, but no. But you know, we're boy we're, does he have perspective. But we're in a yeah. we're in a yeah. moment now to where, you know, it's not one you you don't you know, to say black lives matter, to stand up for civil rights, to say, look, this country has not lived up to its promises that it made. You know, after the Civil War, um, you know, even going farther back, promises that it made to Native Americans. They just we as a society have not lived up to all of those promises. No. Nope. And um, so, you know, we we, we got to. And also point out, we're not saying it's anybody's fault. Right. You know, we're we're not, you know, blaming one group over another. No. You know. But, no, well, yeah, but you, you, you can't, can't. You can't like you. It's you look at the history. We we can't scream at the history where where we're at now. Yeah, no, and, and that's where a lot of the perspectives coming in. Well, this happened 150 years ago. It did. That's horrible. It sucked. I hate that. But we're here now. Right. We're here. Yeah, right like now. we're here right now. I, we can't do anything. About you you that. can't exactly. Yeah. You can't do anything about stuff that happened 100 years ago. No, but or fifty years but, ago, or ten years ago, yeah. or you, you can't do anything. But as Mackie said, we're here now. Yes, yeah. we this gotta, is now. Yes, what do we do about now? Yes, how do we move forward? Mm-hmm. Right, we can't correct the mis- the the sins of our fathers. Right, we no. can't correct things that have happened in the past. Um, you know, we're not giving California back to Mexico. No, or, no. or Texas. You know, right. <laughs> And 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 was it an unjust war? Yes, it was a war based on manifest destiny with yeah. our only. But it's we're filled with unjust wars at this point. They sure. were absolutely absurd. 
We, we wiped out a nation of American Indians at this point, just pushing them. All right, here, go here now. Go here now. Right. Oh, wait, oh, we, oh you don't want to go here now? Okay, we're going to kill you all. Okay. Yeah, go land. So now, all right, now you're in the desert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> grow some here we go. food. Yeah, yeah grow, so, grow, grow some food in the desert. But uh, it, it's so... So we, we have a guest coming on here in a few minutes that um, is is a, a a black man. Yes. Who struggles with the uh, the fact that, you know, we're constantly turning on the TV and seeing unarmed black men killed by not only police, but also by, you know, Bubba and his son and whatever mm-hmm. else, yeah. you know, and uh and then, and, and and nothing ever seems to change. I think that's a big frustration that I can't really speak. I'm not a black guy, but it. No, we we, we don't have the experience. Right, no. we do not have the experience. But this, you know, I, I think from our perspective, I think we can see it a lot more than a lot of people can. Sure. Just just from being who we are. Right. But yeah, we, no, don't, we don't know our, it. our upbringings. And stuff. Yes, <clears throat> right. We don't know it though. We no. we do, we don't know. No, it. we can't. Yeah, there's you know? there's no way we can. And it's like okay, I grew it. up truly. In, I grew up in the ghetto. Yeah, but I'm still. I, I was able to walk away and go to another neighborhood without yes. anybody giving me any crap. Right. Yeah. Right. I, so it 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 is what it is. You know, it sucks. And but we you know we we can't put on that shoe. So. But not so. Not only is he a, a, a black man who's frustrated with you know all of that, he's also a retired law enforcement. Yes, and he so he brings that perspective to the table too, and he's a Raiders fan. So sure. we're going well, yeah, to talk. So we're going to so talk to him about the uh, new Raiders club he's got started up down in Trenton, New Jersey, nice. and all that stuff. Very but, nice. Uh, but we'll also get into some of the uh, the social and, and political, you know, insights. Yeah. And, and 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 you know what is a what is a, a a retired police officer who is also a person of color, right? You know that that's a that's a perspective that we really don't get to hear a lot. Yeah. There's there's, no. there, there's not many perspectives like that floating around out in the media world. No, because everybody just wants to, you yeah, know, they it's one pick, side or it's the other side. Yeah. There's, like, there's, yeah, they, they don't, they, they're not seeking out people that have both perspectives. There is right. no discussion you know. whatsoever. And yeah. that is the, just, uh, right. And there is no oh, discussion, but you know, also I, you know, I, I listened to, uh, and we have a voicemail from, uh, from Q Dog, actually. Okay, but I, I listened to the most recent episode of uh, Raiders Fan Radio, and uh, Q Dog made a statement on there, which was poignant, man. You know, and I and I I, I urge everybody to take a look around. Right, look at your friends, look at your social circle, look at your workplace. Does everybody look like you? Because if they do, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes, it is. You know, get out in the world and experience people that may come from a different background, that may come from a different culture, that, that you know, y- y- you can share with each oh, other. Oh, absolutely. And, absolutely. And you might be able to understand where another 
person may be coming from or how another person might be feeling. And uh, and maybe they'll understand where you're coming from or where you're feeling. Stop yelling at each other on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, number one. And, Actually, and, you know, and, 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 this and, makes you know, me Raider, think. Raider Nation needs to take that a heart, too. Yeah. Stop yelling at each other on Twitter. Stop making stuff up oh, yeah. to fit this, your this agenda. Is Stop all this stuff. We have just, a, you know it's a lie, up. and you're just you're just typing it in there anyway let, just to start problems. Let's Stop. We have a podcast. We we let us make stuff up. We yeah. do it very well. Yes, right? we're, we're professionals at making things up. You know, let but seriously, stop screaming at each other. Stop insulting each other and threatening each other with violence and Mark all that. Davis you're not gonna, didn't speak fast enough. You're not. Gonna, you're going to talk about the Davis family as yeah. far as diversity. Yes. Uh, please, but cut it the hell. You're out. never going to bring anybody into any sort of open dialogue and discussion. By you know, threatening to stomp on their head no. on Facebook. No, the, or, se- the or, second or, you say that, or, or somebody's stupid knee jerk statements, right. right? Or calling somebody you know, a racist because right. they, you know, they they voted for somebody you didn't or right. whatever. Yeah. You're not gonna. That's no way to, you know, to have an open dialogue and, and actually impact any kind of change. Maybe make a maybe actually look at what somebody says and respond in a way that, you know, makes them go, oh, you know what? I didn't realize that when I refer to people as animals, that it comes across as being racist. Yeah. You know, sure. They may not understand, you know, but. Have a, have a conversation with people. I've actually tried to tone down my perspective lately because, to be honest, like aside from all the COVID and everything else and just the general madness of, of being stuck on a daily basis and not being able to do much, I was going nuts. But I basically, I, I was like, all right, let me try a different perspective. Yeah, I'd put something out there to make fun of the guy and uh you know you'd get the typical response back best ever best ever yeah so now i took this perspective of just being like okay all right i respect that you said that but why yes but why what makes you feel yes ask why the best ever yes ask questions ask why it's never it, of course, you'd be shocked. It has never advanced to anything productive whatsoever. Right, but, no. but, but, but I've tried to do the different. Of course. Effect. Okay, like, tell me, what is it you see on your side? Right. That says best ever. Right. It's a. Tell me. Yeah. Let's have a discussion. Yeah. Let's have a conversation about it. But you're not going to. You're not going to change my mind by calling me names. No. And I'm not going to change your name by calling you. No names. liberal. Right. I, you want. Know, I put this out there even on uh, one of these discussions. I'm like, you know what? I have never said to any of you people in the social media world whether I am left or right. Right. I've never said it. I criticize an individual. Yes. But, but That's my, the only thing you can do. Yeah. So, yeah. so you know what? You, you blast and just say, liberal. All right. I'm kind of dismissing you. Because unless you can under, you know, can you explain that perspective of why you're automatically saying liberal? Right. All right. What you know? What's been done good? Why do you think this? It discombobulates everybody. Yeah. It really. They don't even know what to say at this point. 
Yeah. Because yeah. they're so entrenched in the positions on both. You see, I, I have a buddy of mine. Um, he, I bust his chops and call him a staunch, goose-stepping conservative. You know, but that's just me. I, he's not really one of those. He, he's a really big conservative, but he's he's not digging the Republican Party now. Mm-hmm. And he came up with this with this thing for coffee, and uh, where on the cup it says, you know, let's have a conversation. And through his you know research that he did with this stuff, he realized that. You know, conservatives, liberals, libertarians, you know, Green Party people. You know, he realized everybody has basically about 90% common ground with everybody else. Sure. Absolutely. There's one or two Absolutely. things they disagree with. Right. That's And to, to his perspective is if, if, you, if you agree with 90% of what you and another person are saying, why does that, you know... 10% of what you don't agree with take precedence over everything else. And he did he, you know, did his research and you know, it, and it's just he can't he can't figure out why how two people can like the same things, go to the same places, you know, do all the same stuff, but when it comes to politics they're like, "Oh, well, I hate you because of this." I had a conversation you with know. a guy the other day who is, he has basically for years driven me nuts. Very extreme. I can't even say right because very extreme religion, mm-hmm. e- extreme religion, like literally, you know, Bible rule of law. That's it. I don't want to hear anything else. Yes. I took a step back and I'm like, you know what? I hear what you're saying. I don't think we're too too far apart about all this stuff. Like, and I'm not going to do what a lot of people do, where they just say, "Shut your mouth, man." Yeah. Just, just right. No, let's hear each other. I'm probably not going to agree with you, but but at least let's hear your perspective. I'll tell you my perspective. Right. Likely not going to agree. But it's a conversation, man. It's a conversation. That, yes. yes, that that's what my butt that's why my buddy did this to start conversation. Yeah, it's just now, a conversation. He did this um towards the end of George Bush's presidency going into Obama's. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't anything recent. He did this, you know, you're talking 10, 12, 15, 16 years ago he, he was doing this stuff. You know, he was like we need conversation. Yeah. You know, and I know if this guy like actually went somewhere where there was you know all liberal crowd they would all point at him and yell nazi and this guy is the farthest thing from the truth no but that's it we can't just keep yeah. pointing no, the finger labels, at each other labels like, it's yes. just labels yes that, that's it all right i think we're gonna take a break because we've got an interview coming up here yeah, we, in a few we, yeah minutes. we have a guest and uh and then we're gonna from there see where that conversation goes man yeah actually before we take the break I'm going to mention, and I think I may try to con her to speak in uh, No, she's going to shake her head. <laughs> Rachel grew up. She has a blended family, Puerto Rican, half side of the family. And of course, yeah, yeah, big shock. She's a mick otherwise. But that's a whole different perspective. This is what she's grown up with. Right. Yes. She's grown up with the different sides of this and have seen it. And if you look at Rachel right now, you would swear she wasn't mixed with anything. No. No. <laughs> no. I mean... <laughs> No. <laughs> All right. Let's take a break. Yeah. Because <laughs> I have a feeling this, this call might be, might be pretty intense, too. Yeah, this is all going to get intense. Also, at this we got to check our beer. Yes. 
The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea, with a rollicking song he sweeps. Yo, it's Splatterhead. And Groby. And during football season, you can find us at the Irish Cottage Inn. Home of the New Jersey chapter of the Black Hole Fan Club. And of Bristling. The Irish Cottage Inn is located at 602 Route 23 North in Hamburg slash Franklin, New Jersey. It's on the line. It's on the border. <laughs> Only we're over the line. We're over the line. So come on down, have a few beers with uh, some Raiders fans. Yeah. All right, Bow. checking out. And Raider Nation out. And one. Raider Nation is never out. Is never out. All right, we're back from break. We got a guest. We have a guest on. Who are we talking to today? This is Clarence Stockton. Clarence Stockton, longtime Raider fan. Huge from, Raider fan, man. From South Jersey. Yep. Central Jersey, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Wait, wait. I've seen Clarence on our page. I've seen Clarence on our page. This is good. He's from the mythical place called Central Jersey. That's right. (laughs) We dress dress better than North and South. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. We'll, We'll take it. So we're we're having a this is episode fifty of the fan club blitz and we're 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 taking a, a detour today and we're not just talking about the Raiders we're talking about you know we're talking about what's going on in the world today specifically with um um not not I'm not I'm not one of those guys that's going to be bashing cops as and putting all cops under one umbrella absolutely not and I'm not but I'm also not one of those guys that's going to sit back and go. Listen, you know, racism doesn't exist um, because I have eyes. And, and, you know, we talked a little bit offline. And actually, I'm a, I'm a white guy, and I did grow up in the hood. So I have a little bit of experience with, with seeing the situation there. However, as I said on the show, because I'm a white guy, I was able to just walk away from the hood and go into any other neighborhood I wanted to and, and blend in. And assimilate. And not everybody that I grew up with had that opportunity or that that chance. Um, and we're also talking a little bit about the, the history of social and political activism inside of sports, because, you know, a lot of people now, they uh, no matter what side of the argument they land on, it's like Colin Kaepernick started social activism in sports <laughs> and it's it's been going on since the 1800s my man. god there's and, and and it's deep within the raiders history absolutely um but tell us a little bit about yourself man you 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 know i'm a retired law enforcement officer all right the reason i became a police officer and pursued it was in 1988 and then 1989 my basketball coach and my cousin lost their lives at the in custody at the police department that I went on to work for. Wow. So that's why I pursued that. And in the interim, in all of that time, it's like because people don't realize that sometimes some shootings are good. You know, you have to shoot the guy, but sometimes you don't. In the last 20 years, my wife's best friend was shot by a police officer that I know. So that's a bone of contention because she loves her friend. My friend shot him. So what do we say? We weren't there, but it's horrible. Right. And he may have been quick with the gun. We don't know. So she lost her friend. Three years ago, a kid that I watched grow up in my town shot one of my friends in front of his nephew, who was also on the force, and killed him. But there were no riots or anything because it was a situation where the guy was going through some psychological problems. And it, just, it happened. But, but this young kid that shot him, there's no malice 
in his whole life. His family is a family that likes black people and white people, Spanish people, green people, blue people. So there's no malice. So that's what I've dealt with in my career as a police officer. And like I told you guys off air, I grew up in a mixed town. It's a predominantly white town. So I've seen racism. I know a bad I know a bad actor when I see one. Hamilton Township, New Jersey had one of the largest registered Klan populations in the 1950s. And nobody moved, so they're still here. Sure. Yeah. No, we have it's that. Just, they don't they don't wear hoods. They wear suits and ties. And it's just like gangbangers. They're evolving. Gangbangers aren't wearing their colors either. They're wearing suits and ties too. So people can't say, oh, it's not here. No, you just don't see it because it's a different angle. Right. We we have a rich history and, and you know, in, in a local town up by us, it's, mm-hmm. you know, a uh, rich clan history. And, yeah. and, and people want to ignore the fact that there's still racism there going, exactly. that was in the past, but those people didn't move. I was going to say they raised their children there and their children live there and their children live there. And you know, <clears throat> what, what environment did they grow up in that you think that they didn't, you know, that, that now they suddenly have these great progressive ideals in our area in Northwestern New Jersey. It, it's a really odd thing. Um, it, truthfully, it, it might as well be at times the worst of the deep South. No. It, yeah. Yeah. It, it really is like that perspective really hangs around around here and some of them are damn outspoken about it like they don't care just, just being in this area it, it it's a definitely it's a very strange thing because like, you look at the rest of jersey this is they think they're part of the deep south in the 50s sure they really do in this area they really do and that's part of the fight for them is we don't want change we don't we we want things the way we want it because there's no influx of new ideas exactly yes exactly any influx gets smacked down we've always done it like that yep well that doesn't mean it's always wrong always right it's just you've always done it like that and nobody has said that's not a good idea I, I that's yeah, the problem. I agree a hundred percent, man. And and a perfect example on how people say racism isn't this, racism isn't that. Up until a couple of years ago, certain certain ethnic groups from Europe were changing letters off of their names to blend in. Yeah, absolutely. To, the to, Italians were taking letters off. Russians were taking letters off from wherever they would take that letter off. And what people don't realize is a black man. I don't care how I spell my name. You're still a I'm black man. A, I'm a black man in front of a Klan rally. Guess what? He don't want to hear it. Right. Exactly. Yeah, there's yeah. no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And that's the thing how the reason, the only way this changes is only one demographic that can change racism. That's white men. No. Because rich yeah. white, rich absolutely. white men. Absolutely. Absolutely. Rich white men. Completely. Completely. Middle class white men converse with black men, but they still <laughs> listen to rich white men. And the poor white man is only going to listen to a rich white man. No. So, I, me, so me saying stop hitting me isn't going to stop until one of you guys says, It'll stop hitting it. I, I, I agree 100%. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, 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 and people we don't... We can only turn our other cheek so long before we throw a right hook ourselves, and then we're the bad guy. I, I agree, man. But then but then how, you know, let, let's talk about, you know... <sighs> You know things that 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 we've 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 seen and that I've spoke about is you know I understand I think that it's it's never the right time in this in this country for white men to sit around and tell black men when how or in what way they can express their anger right it it it, 
it, it's that's not that's I have no right to even yeah. to even suggest that I would have that 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 position to tell no to, not at all to tell all. to tell black men that oh you're you're protesting inappropriately or you know you're you're expressing your anger in the wrong way like I'm I'm surprised because I have a, a pretty deep understanding of history i'm a big history fan i i'm surprised that you know this entire damn country hasn't been burned down by angry black men many 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 years ago <laughs> yeah because seriously the, you know you know, yes. you know the main reason because uh, we know the full brunt will come on us right they like hey, all this burning and looting that's ludicrous it's crazy right right but the last time the Bruins won won the Stanley Cup, they burned that shit up in Pittsburgh. I mean, Ex- no, exactly. I mean, if you look they, at they, they oh, Van, with, Vancouver with lost the Stanley Cup and they destroyed the city. I mean, you, and that's Canada. They're nice people. Nobody, They're always yeah, nice. Nobody was, <laughs> nobody was yelling at the Eagles fans when they won the Super Bowl. No, and they you know they and they rioted and burned shit. Down. Yeah, that, they just did it. And it's the double standard. It is. This, it, this, is what I, this is what I tell people. Okay, fine. If you can't understand me having a way with how I, me being treating bad, just think if it was your daughter and some chauvinistic man wouldn't get up off of her neck, as in always riding her, working on Would you want that? No. You wouldn't want that. No. no. You, you treat your being daughter. the dad of a daughter? Like, oh, Not what, a chance. And we all are. Everybody here on this podcast is. Think of the, forget the, that. Think of the situation of how it would affect you. Think of that black kid that is your son's friend. Yeah. Right? Now think of this. This this one I thought of the other day. Everybody is unsafe in a bad neighborhood. Black, white, whatever. I'm from the burbs. There's certain parts of certain towns I'm not going to. They can smell it on you. And they might not be bad people, but they know you're not from there. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what are you here to do? Right. But a black kid can't run around his own neighborhood. No. He'll get shot by two yahoos. Yeah. See, or, that, see or- that's... that's that's what the young black kid grows up with. I say, hey, don't go over to such and such. Don't go to that town. Yeah, yeah. Don't over, right? don't you know, jog over here. Don't jog over here because two two don't rednecks are going to come out. Mall. Yep. Going to come out. Don't go shopping at that mall. But yep. God, we got our money. Doesn't matter. And they, you know, when when you can't feel safe in any neighborhood, that's a that's a that's rough, yeah. man. But when you can't feel safe in a five hundred thousand dollar house neighborhood, right? And, you know, that that's a problem. It's a, it's a big problem. And, and I had a lady call the cops on her paper boy just because she didn't want to pay him. She, you know, they people weaponize the cops. She said, "Oh, there's a strange black male at my door. He's trying to get in." Boom, boom, boom. So we get to the te- we get to the house. She doesn't answer now. All right. So we ask the neighbor, "Hey, you see a black kid around here about 15 years old?" Oh yeah, the paper boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now we're the, pa- on the her. paper oh, boy. Lady, don't do that. Just pay your bill. And this was when there was paper boys. So we, you know, we we like I I agree with you. A hundred percent that like, look, you're right. Uh, poor white, poor white guys are typically only going to listen to rich white guys. Right. Yeah. That's how we got 45 in office. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, Chuck, I, yeah, I can't believe that after everything I see all the time. And, and, and we, we, you know, jokers we, with no teeth don't want health in general. Plan. Exactly. And exactly, and it's Mountain Dew mouth. <laughs> Mountain Dew mouth. You don't have anything. And it, but it's real easy because they've given the the dialogue 
that has been, you know, created in this country in the conversation um, has has given these poor white guys a an enemy. Right. It's all it's always somebody else's fault. It's never it's so. So they're more eager to fight over the crumbs that fall off the rich man's table. Right. And the smaller the crumb, the more violent the fight. Yes. And, and, and I'll, I, 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 I'll tell you just what it is. I'll tell you what what it, what the what the thing is. It goes back to slavery, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Now, overseas before, and they say, "Hey, don't let." And slavery was about to be over. Civil War, all that stuff. Whenever slaves would revolt, they say, "Hey, you're still one of us. Don't let them get what we had." Yeah. Right. Now you're only one of them during those times because you ain't going to Mar-a-Lago with Trump. You ain't letting you in, bro. You ain't got enough money. You're not going to Kinnebunk for. You're not going to Cape Cod. You're not going to those places. But you're voting on some fake ideals that you don't believe in. You don't follow them, right? Right. And then in the end, these are the same guys that are going to screw you over. They don't want to pay you more. Don't blame the Mexican. No. If you, yeah. can't, if, if you can't get a job from over somebody that can't read and write his own language, <laughs> bro, that's your, that's your parents' problem. Yeah. No, absolutely. Nobody yeah. can come to this country and get a job from me. I can read and write. Yeah. If this guy can get your job. That's your parents' problem. And not to mention, I have never met, and I, and I, we live in, in, in an area that's a lot of just poor, you know, white people. That It's basically all poor white people. Yeah, Seriously. It, it, it's it is. all poor white people. And, and I've never met one of them that has ever had their job threatened or taken away no. by a Mexican guy. No. Ever. Nope. No. They hate them, though. They've never even seen Mexicans. Exactly. They they hate them anyway. They, yeah. uh, there, there is no threat of illegal immigrants from Mexico taking anybody's job in this particular area. No. And, they hate them anyway. Well, they just hate them. Bro, I tell you, I've never worked a hard day in my life, so I, they can't get any job. I, I don't want that. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I tell you what, you want to keep the army full, tell them, hey. Jose, if you want to come here, you'll go in the army. Grandma and grandma, grandma and grandpa, and your mother and father can come. You're gonna give us five years in the army. Didn't do it to do it. Why? Because they love grandma. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Third world countries love God more than anybody. Yeah. They have, and, and, and they they know God's going to take care. of They believe God's going to take care. of Where people here are complacent. I, I, people follow the Bible. They say they follow the Bible, but they don't follow the key verses. Ah, uh, no, they like don't. Jesus yeah, said, they love, they don't love follow. Love one it. another. Love one another like I have loved you. Where's that go at? Yeah. Nobody does that. No. I mean... Love one... (laughs) They don't care about that. No, and it, that's no. They don't. You know, they don't. The premise of every major religion in the world is basically can be boiled down to one simple thing: if there is a thing that you would not want done to you, don't do that thing to somebody else. And everything else around your religion is just gift wrap. Yep. It really is. It, it's, but it, that's that's the moral code that everybody be, should be living by, yes. man. If there is something that you would not want done to you. How dare you do that to somebody no, see, else? Seriously, take all of the Ten Commandments, which actually, get technical, there were more, whatever, and it's not even History of the World, Mel Brooks, there were more. But put them into one, and that's the bottom line. What you exactly. don't want done to you, don't do to anybody else. Yes. That's the bottom line. So, 100%. So how do we, you know, because I've seen things like, you know, a, a police officer getting run over in the street in New York the other night. And that kind of stuff is, you know, completely. Hey, if, they, 
if they catch that guy, guess what? But they don't have the electric chair anymore in right. a lot of states. Hey, he got he got to go to jail. Yep. Yeah, but Forever. I mean, what, because what? malicious is malicious. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and I tell people all the time because I talk to every, all walks of life. That cop is his badge number, and that's what cops need to do. You're, it's like your name, your family name. That's your badge number and your family name on you being a jerk off. Mm-hmm. Yep. So a lot of these guys, they have a hate for the cops because it's been building up 20 years. 30 years. Sure. Same cop always, same cop comes in from the time the kid's five years old till he's 20, locking somebody up in his house. Now, sometimes the joker needs to be locked up. But other times, it's like, why are you just bothering them? This kid is watching. You grow, he, he's hating you. You're putting a hammer on. But part of that with policing comes from cops not being from where they're from. So how do if we, you know, how do oh, we change that? How do we change... Hey. Because I understand you're 100% right. Racism ends when, when you know, white men <laughs> start actually stop being racist and start acknowledging not only history, but acknowledging the current situation, right? Because... I t- I, yeah, I'll tell you a problem with the police department. They worry about whether you, how close to 100 you get on the written exam, but don't worry about where you are on the moral exam. Sure. How you feel about people. So a guy can, hey, some guys just aren't great test takers. He gets an 80, that's good enough, because he might be morally correct. The biggest problem in L.A. when Darryl Chief Gates is out there, he was hiring hellbillies from Arkansas and Mississippi to come patrol all black neighborhoods. Where did you come from Clanville? You know what they're bringing. And, and, they were, and they were forming their own gangs within the police department out there. Yeah, you know? because they, they grow up hating people don't realize like it's like they talk about black on black crime you only kill what's next to you you've never seen a polar bear fight a tiger right but see when they throw that stat out there it's crazy because in china it's chinese on chinese crime and i know in norway blonde on blonde crime is off the chart yeah because they're all blonde hair right and yeah they, they, everybody and the does percentages, and- the percentages are right there you fight what you live next to that's what you see so as soon as they stop trying to make excuses then they can fix the problem. You know, like city, city of Trenton is right next to me. In the 70s and 80s, all the factories left. The state, the, the governor was in with our mayor. So he was all state offices of Hamilton. Their mayor owned all the land. So he became a millionaire off of that. Now, you, you know, people live where they work. So you take all the state offices out of Trenton, put them in Hamilton Township, all the factories left, nothing filled in. You've you got a 70-year spiral going on. And then all the steel plants started leaving from well, Fairless Hill. That's that's the history of the black urban situation that we still live in. Yeah, Here, here's a here's a, this is a good one. I, and and I actually I just read this earlier. I knew about this when I watched the series. Uh, there was just a series on HBO. Uh, Watchmen, based off the comic from way back when. Um, they touched on in Oklahoma the Black Wall Street that was destroyed. Oh, in Tulsa. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Pe- people murdered, and this little blurb made a great point. People didn't realize that actually happened. Right. They integrated history into the show. Yes, they killed everybody that was prosperous in what they considered Black Wall Street. Yeah, they burned down all their businesses. They, they burned, burned down everything banks, down. Everything. Yeah, and simply because they were black. Yes. And people came and watched. Yes. Yes. And they clapped. Yeah. It it was an audience for this. I'll give you two more towns. Absolutely. Pierce City, Missouri. Okay. 
and Mo Monet, Missouri. Both of those towns, like they call it monetizing a town in Missouri. They killed all the blacks. They did the same thing in Pier City. And in Pier City, there's still people saying, yeah, we got no black people here. We're proud of it. Blah, 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 blah. Missouri's a dirty place. Now, those places are each 90 miles either way from Ferguson. So you know what kind of people are running around. Absolutely. Absolutely. See, so it's like, it's there. Acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. It's like, if I tell you that white guys did something bad in 1700, I know you didn't do it because you'd be a millionaire because you'd be old as hell and you have all the answers. <laughs> <laughs> but don't act like it didn't happen. Let's, let's not let it happen again. You can't just have people growing up hating people they've never seen. Well, you can't have people blaming people. I had to transport a skinhead one time. I said, you live in Ventnor. There's no black people to live there. But I hate you guys anyway. So I never did nothing to do. I said, well, what did you get locked up for? I said, who locked you up? He said, oh, my God. I said, why are you mad at me? I'm taking him to court, right? Comes out of court, you know nobody could not want a McDonald's French fry. So I ran right through the drive-thru, got some fries. That joker was smelling those fries. He said, oh, man. I said, you want one? Yeah. So he goes to reach. I said, don't reach your hand in here. You're going to eat these fries out of my hand. So I gave it to him, and he ate them. I said, now, if you die in the morning, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to die. You want some more fries? He said, yeah. I said, exactly. There you go, man. But that's the thing is we don't have – we said it earlier, man. Take a look around, and if all your friends look like you, that's a problem. Yeah, and think of this: the first time you cut school is probably with somebody that looks like you. The first time you get high is with somebody that looks like you. So how do you blame somebody else? I tell these black kids that. I say, who you get high with the first time? Oh my boy, Raheem. Well, then how you mad at the cop for catching you? You shouldn't have cut school with Raheem. I didn't think of that. People don't think about what you do. True. And see, my parents knew. Hey, they said, hey, if the cops get you, my dad was always, if the cops get you doing something wrong. You better hope they keep you because you will not be on this earth much later. Uh, Never uh, did anything wrong. <laughs> I believe my dad. There you right? go. People, hey, if you put if you instill in your kids to do right, nine times out of ten, they're going to do right. I, but if you I teach, agree. If you teach them to hate, they're going to hate, bro. Yeah, and that's where it has to start with everybody, man. Yeah, you it has to start with parents. It's got to start at home. Yeah, yeah. Par parents, families, it has to start there. And some people don't even realize that their kids are listening to their conversations, right? And some people, I talk because of the community that I live in, you know, I, you'd be, you wouldn't be surprised, but I, I can tell by the conversation that we're having. But most people would be very surprised at how somebody will just throw some racist crap out there into the conversation when they're talking to me. Because I'm just a, another white guy, you know, I'm a white yeah, guy covered in tattoos. And then all of a sudden they'll just throw some racist nonsense out at me. And for for years, it was like, how do I react to that? What do I do? Do I punch this guy in the mouth or, you know, do I get into this debate when I'm standing there with him and six of his biker buddies or six of his redneck friends? Exactly. Like, how do I react to it? So I I learned a strategy that worked for me. And I, I taught this to myself. <laughs> I just came up with it on the spur of the moment when I was getting my hair cut one day. And this guy started throwing a bunch of racist crap at me, comparing black people to monkeys <laughs> as he's cutting my hair. Right now, I'm like, well, well this dude's got. Well, well, <laughs> he's a, well, for one, he's I'm a hairdresser. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, this guy's got scissors in his hands, right? But but I, I just I said, you know what, man, my wife's black and I have two black kids at home. And I learned right then that when you throw that at somebody and the 
look on their face and how they try to backpedal out of everything that they just said. And my wife's not black and I don't have black kids at home. But I can throw that at these guys yeah. now when they just like they don't assume know. they don't know to us. They just assume that I'm one of the one of the guys. Sure. And uh, so now, no matter what it is, when they start talking about the, the, you know, Mexicans or whatever, I just tell them, hey, man, my wife's Mexican. And then they just go, oh, I didn't mean you didn't mean what you didn't hey, mean the racist crap out. that just came out of your mouth. Yeah. And guess what else you found out? What's that? That that, that, that dude's a coward and he doesn't even believe. It. Exactly. Because if, because if he really believed it and you said that, he said, so what? Yeah, exactly. See, they, don't, they don't even believe in what they talk. They talk it. To blame other people. Yeah, exactly. Cir- circle back around. Here you, I got one. Oh my god! Exactly. Yo, know, it's, it's just hammered into their heads. It's a reaction. It's it's just a reaction. No thought. No real passion behind it. Just oh wow! Like yeah, they backpedal. Yeah. Like as soon as they Mexican, see it. It's a Mexican thing. Think of this. They're saying they're trying to take jobs. Well, where we're at in Central Jersey, heavy union, a lot of construction going on, right? When these two, near these two guys at the bar, oh, these Mexicans taking our jobs and that. I said, dude, where are you from? I said, you from Ohio, or Indiana, <laughs> right? He says, yeah. I said, what are you doing here? He says, I'm, I'm working on this job. So what are you making out? He don't mind telling me. He tells me. I look at the guy that I know. I said, and you're union. You're worried about a Mexican. I said, this motherfucker. Oops, sorry. I said, this guy looks just like you, and you're talking and happy with him. He's the one undercutting you. He's the one taking your job. Sure, yeah. that's right. You just both. Hey, you just got seventy sixer jersey on, your Eagles jersey on, or something, and you just think you're alike. He's the one taking your job. He yeah. lives, he's probably living at the extended stay. And they looked at me. Oh, I said exactly. Stop finding some fake enemy. And it's not and, even this. It's not even him taking your job. And, it, and if you, you. Do, and if you do live in in you know Kansas or Missouri, and you 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 now no longer have a job at the slaughterhouse, right? Because it's been given to immigrant workers, right? Which we don't have that problem where we live, but they do have that problem there. It's not the immigrants that are taking your job. It's your employer that's taking your damn job. Sure. It is. That's who's giving it away because he doesn't yeah. want to pay you. See, exactly. I'm not a genius. My thing is, I think the main reason they don't want the people coming here is so they can pay them there. Yep. They move all the factories there for some of this stuff. So it's like they'd rather pay you $20 a week down there than $10 an hour here. Yep. And that's people got to don't go with the, don't fall for it. They work cheaper than you. That's the exactly. bottom because line. They, they work cheaper than you. And I'm sorry to break it to you, Bubba. But they work harder than you too. They so. ab- no, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yep. Not even a question. Get a position. Yeah. You don't want a job. Get a position. Yep. <laughs> Raise your kid up like that. He don't have to worry about anybody getting a job. No. Absolutely, man. So listen, it's been it's been awesome. To a- have actually, you on. actually, wait, wait. I I have a question. Okay. Um, you're retired law enforcement. Yes. Okay. Um, pretty much my whole entire adult life, I've been what you would call a thorn in the cop's side. <laughs> I've always challenged the, the police when I was pulled over. Uh, always didn't turn out right. I've taken my share of lumps, bumps, bruises, guns to guns guns to my head, and and this can. And, and this continued all the way up to I became, you know, involved in the community, you know, suburban dad. I never backed down from that to this day, right? right. Now, my question is to you, 
you know, to me, when somebody says white privilege, 95% of white people think that means money, right? No. To me, that was my white privilege. I can get away with giving the cops the finger and saying, screw you. You can't do this to me. My question exactly. is to you, does, does that hurt the black community that there's white guys like me constantly giving the cops the finger and poking them in the eye? Does that hurt or does it help? Is somebody got it on a cell phone? This, this, you know, this never, this never occurred to me until last Sunday. Um, me and Chuck were doing our other podcast, and we were talking about what's going on. And later on that night, I thought about that. Does that hurt or help? This is what it does. It all it agitates us when it gets on film because you have black guys getting thrown on the ground for saying, "Officer, what did I do?" Bam, you're on the ground. You're sitting there mfing to do. Yeah. Well, that's See, that's what made like me Saint, think about Saint this. Patty's Day. St. Patty's Day in any town, you know, come eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock at night, there's some rowdy rough boys out there. Sure, right? They're giving it to the cops. They don't get what the black kid get just from being in a park shooting baskets late at night. Yes, you know yeah, that, yeah. that. That's that's what it's made that that's what made me think about through, this. You can ride down the Jersey Shore and ride through Bayhead Mantha looking. I don't know if you've ever been down there. Sure, that, mm-hmm. that, that's one of the richest. Park and deal and all of that. If you're black. As soon as you hit that that uh, that city limit, boom, they're on you. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Right. Now this Absolutely. is thing that black people see. Have you ever seen a biker get his ass handed to him on TV? No. No. When they raid those biker joints or mafia clubs, you ever see them jokers getting shot? Nope. So how does a kid get shot with a toy gun? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. How man. does a guy get shot in Ohio, open carry state, because somebody calls and says he's got a gun? The cop comes in and shoots him. Ten miles up the road, there's ten yahoos in a Waffle House with their guns on their back. Mm-hmm. See, that's the thing. That's what we look at. Hey, I know there's black people that are bad, but why are so many good ones getting banged up? Sure. And that's what it comes down to because, see, people grow up. There's certain things go on in your house. Like, if you grow up next to a cop, you say, oh, cops are good, cops are good. But if the only cop you see is, is, is just dragging people all the time, you don't realize it. That's why you got to be a cop from your town. And you have to see if the kid plays sports. Because if you play sports, you're pretty much going to see everybody. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're going to know, right? You're going to know, okay, well, black people aren't like that. Well, white people aren't like that. Because a lot of black kids have never been out of their two-block area. Sure, we don't talk to each other. That's a people problem. Talk. Yeah. People are scared. And all of this stuff, right? I know you got to go. You got to go. But it's not only black-white. This is a class war. It because is. Because if you're, if you're poor in Minnesota, only, Minneapolis is only 50% black. So those white kids out there protesting have been crapped on too. So you got a lot of gated communities. If somebody throws a gated community up, that means you're scum. I don't want you in my community. Abs- yeah. Absolutely, it is a huge. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's an equal percentage, but there is definitely class race war at this point. Yeah. And that's what people are seeing. They're saying, <clears throat> I'm getting screwed. They can identify with that with that guy mm-hmm. and somebody just not being there for him. That's one good thing that I that I can say by looking at the protests that we're seeing now, though, is that they are pretty damn diverse compared to yeah, what we've you, seen. You know what? You know what changed that? People don't realize rap music. Yeah, nah. Because these kids, these kids listen to it and they hear the lyrics. Yeah. Right. Hey, twenty. What was it? Was it Chuck? About twenty-five years ago, Ice T. Right. Yeah. He said it's not. It's not the lyrics in the albums. The fear of the white girl liking 
rapper. Sure, there, no. go, there goes the neighborhood, man. It's still, there goes it, the neighborhood, it goes, it goes all the way back to the, it goes all the way back to the 1950s, man. The reason that they were scared of rock and roll was, and I, they, because they, the, the white establishment, mom and dad, the, the white preacher, the white mayor, they, their biggest fear was that this music is going to turn all our little white children into... <laughs> Yeah, and that's right. That's absolutely. But guess what? It doesn't because that word has no color. Right. Yep. Look at the definition. Exactly. It it does hey, not huh? have a color. Huh? This the one the one positive that I see is actually it. And I, I had a conversation about this yesterday. Our kids don't care about all this crap. They no, they, they really they don't. really well, don't. They care about they, it, but they but but like the baselines of it. They don't yeah, care about they the race. They don't, want to see people they don't care about bad. the sexuality. Right. They don't care. But see, those people that got all those hate they don't see it. They, they don't they see it. Like, exactly. Like, they've grown into it. They It's us. And it's the generations above us that are still controlling this <laughs> that care yeah. about yeah. this it's, stupid nonsense. Like, like, I was worried about with our younger hard. generation with just the fact that, uh, you know, social media, all the crap, whatever. But they... but. They don't care about people's differences. They're just people. Yeah. No, that's yeah. true. I do see that. I saw that with my kids. I saw that yes. with all the I, kids. Yeah, I've seen it with mine. Yeah. I've seen it with mine. She doesn't care. She yeah. doesn't, but she it's doesn't also care. How you, it's also how you raise them up. If they don't see you smirking and walking exactly. and, and, and walking to the other side of the street, see a lot of that stuff goes on. I, the other day I held a door for a guy. He didn't say anything. So... Oh, somehow or another, the door closed faster on him and he tripped. I don't know how that <laughs> Some, but if I speak to you, speak back. I don't want what you got. I'm making a pretty penny sitting at home every day. So I don't want what you have. Right. You treat me with respect. People try to say, when you say black lives matter, they say all lives matter. Well, if all lives matter, why don't I feel that black lives don't matter? Right. Mm-hmm. If, if you're using that argument of all lives matter then you're missing the entire damn point. If all Make lives sense. mattered, we wouldn't have to say black lives matter. Exactly. exactly. That, that's, exactly. The, that's the thing right there. And, listen, and it's not black lives matter more. Black lives matter. That's it. Yeah. But see, if you grow up thinking you're great, thinking that everything is supposed to be yours, thinking you're supposed to have everything, you think somebody else is growing up like that. Well, see, the, the black statement would really be, if people leave us alone, it would be, leave my black ass alone. Well, the, That would be our statement. But it's not because you won't. You pull this kid over and give him a hard time. Before I got on the job, cop pulled over, pulled me in front of my mother's house. Where are you going? Here. I live here. You live yeah. here. What do you do? Sell drugs? No. I went to high school with him, and I'll point to his partner. <laughs> he tell you where I live. He tell you what I'm about. He tell you what, what kind of money we got. You know. But I ended up working with that joke, and wow. I confronted him on it a year on the job. I had to get through that first year, so, so they couldn't suspend me for fighting. Right. You said, what do I do? Sell drugs? No. My parents work for the state, buddy. Wow. You know. But that, that, those are the things they get asked. And sometimes when you see the video, you just see the black guy swelling up. But little things are said. And see, in these smaller towns, like, say, Missouri or West Virginia, you've got that football star, perfect example, Allen Iverson. He's from the poor part of town, but he was dropping buckets and getting touchdowns on him. So they just hated him anyway. So he was in a bowling alley in the other town. You tell me out of all those people you saw, a 160-pound guy throw a chair, and you wow. give him 15 years for that? All the redneck stuff going on in northern Virginia? And this is the guy. They still fly the ballot flag when you cross the Mason-Dixon oh, okay. line. It's supposed to be. Yeah, it, you know, and what kills me is like 
you know, this is a big country, right? And there's a lot of these little towns all over the place. And there's a lot of, lot of, there's a lot of stuff going on that there's not always a cell phone handy. There's not always somebody filming. And I just can't believe that a lot of these, a lot, you know, we see, we see when this stuff gets filmed. We see when you got a cop just with his knee on a man's neck, right? We see that's that. So, that's so, how, how could you watch that? And now, that, like I say, hey, that guy pulled back the curtain. As a human, since, as a human being, been in, they've been pulling back the curtain. As a human and being, you can't look at that and not be disgusted, right? But how much of that is going on across the country that nobody sees? Exactly, over a twenty dollar bill. Over a twenty dollar bill, yeah. man, and and that's that a report, and that's you know I mean? that's a field contact and a report because you can look at him and tell he's not the one making them. If somebody did give him a counterfeit twenty, right? Yep, he, he could have got that from another store. Exactly, and he, yeah, who knows where the hell he got it from? But here's like, the thing: I, I've would he recognize counterfeit bills? I've gotten counterfeit counterfeit bills from a bank. Yeah, you yeah. know, so, I mean, listen, you absolutely. you said before, like sometimes, man, some sometimes these sometimes you know a joker does need to get busted, right? But not but, this. But he That's needs right. to get a. So your job as a police officer is if you have evidence that a crime was committed, right? You arrest the person. Arrest them, charge them. You cite them. You arrest them, but you are not they the judge. In the back of that truck. You're not the judge and jury. You don't. You're not the executioner. You don't get to decide that a man who had a counterfeit twenty dollar bill allegedly, and it doesn't. And guess what? And it, <laughs> the irony is, he's about to get a trial on him killing the man. Yeah. He should almost get the same thing. See, but you're going to get to get a trial on all of this, right? I bet you if they went to him and told his lawyer, we're going to throw you in an electric chair right now. No, no, no. There's due process. Yeah. Okay. What about that? You exactly. Think about that yeah. Really. Exactly. <laughs> well, man. You know, I, you, I, I we appreciate you coming on, and it's great to have these kind of conversations. And people need to have more of them. And you're always welcome to be on the show whenever you want. Before, hey, next time we can talk football. We'll absolutely, talk football. sure, man. man. Absolutely. <laughs> and speaking of that, before before we let you go, man, tell us about what's going on with you know what what's your thing going on now? Silver Black Alliance. What's what's I mean, happening? Uh, Silver and Black Alliance. Uh, Alonzo Thomas, son of Doctor Death Skip Thomas, reached out to me because he knows I'm a lunatic raider fan right and i and i say hey, i want to have a you know a chapter here in trenton slash mercer county and come to find out the jersey shore club that i was in was also an official short uh silver and black alliance club so i reached out to terry russell who's like this is down matter she's like a sister man so i said hey terry you don't like coming down to belmore all the time for some right. of the reasons we're talking about now sure between my town and belmore there's 22 registered registered Racist groups. So see, we don't like driving that fifty minutes. I don't look yeah. it up. Yeah. Between Mercer County, Ocean County, twenty-two registered racist groups, hate groups. So we don't like making that trip. So she said, "I can understand that. I'm, I see. I go today. I got. I'm good. You know. They pulled me over. I show them what I got to show them. Right. I'm on my way. But if not, before they see it, they still, you know, some of them guys call filthy teeth. Like, hold on, bro. I, you know, I'm, I'm not a bad guy. Well, I don't know. Okay, whatever. So I'll show it to them. But so they let us have that. And it's cool because there's a lot of Raider fans in my area. It makes my wife mad because they're Eagle fans. But <laughs> it's, it's a blessing. Terry's treating me good. Like if you guys get the chance, look on YouTube, look at the video. Hey, Raider, what's up? Oh, I've seen it, man. That oh, that's that's that, that's the rap video you did, right? Yeah. 
That's my house. That's my house. Oh, okay. Yeah. We, so we, see, I ain't doing bad. The house is a big white house. That's my house. Got a basketball court in the yard. Full, almost full court. So I ain't doing bad. That's why I'm starting, don't, don't be mad at me. You know? <laughs> I'm doing all right. But I'm right. work hard. So my sister just passed in February. She was in that video. She became a Raider fan just because her little brother was a Raider fan. And we did that. And, you know, that's something that's a good, a good thing that we look at. Now, for, for me, my dad grew up with Rod Martin and his brothers in Welch, West Virginia. So that's why I became a Raider fan. So being able to have a family member that knew Rod Martin personally who played with Skip Thomas, it's a perfect, it's a perfect juxtaposition to just have a, a, a fan club in Trent because a lot of Welch, West Virginia moved to Trent when the coal mine started shutting down. Yeah. So that's my history. All right, man. Do you do you have a home base picked yet? You know, like we have the Irish Cottage. You guys got a home base? Well, we're going to work on that because we have one of our guys is married to a woman that owns a bar, and he's a Raider fan. And the Hooters in our area, one of my friends, is, is cool with the boss. So we're going to figure it out because we're pretty much, I told Terry, the deal that I had with Terry, hey, it's the night games that really make it hard. So if anything else, we'll come down to the bar Bar anticipation because we love it. That's the best bar in New Jersey for watching football. So we'll be a bar A in the, the day games and early games, but the night games will probably be something in Mercer County. So I'll let you guys know. Yeah, keep so us maybe posted. Maybe we can start, you know, so we can do some things. I'll find out. Because I said, there's a lot of Raider fans here. So I just always like to make sure everybody's in their comfort zone. And we, we all have to meet up in a, in a at, at Bar A this season. We, no, absolutely. We Let's all get yeah. together. I don't, I, don't, I, I don't think I've ever went to Bar A. Unless me and my buddies were at the shore and we got all hammered, and we were like, we went there. Yeah, you can't say that about them. You gotta call them paisans. Nah. <laughs> well, you know? I'm, from, I'm born and bred Jersey, man. They're Guidos to me. <laughs> <laughs> I live right next to Chambersburg, New Jersey. I can't we don't do that. <laughs> there you go. That's where all the guys live. Hey, 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 hey. my my wife but, uh, is uh, first generation American, man. She's Italian and Irish, so I don't. She doesn't like me saying Guido too often either. <laughs> but, but she she says it because she says it because she's only talking about the guys with the orange uh, spray tans, yeah, and, uh, spiky hair. But uh, who most of them aren't even Italian, no. and they're not from no. Jersey either. No, they're not. <laughs> yeah, Staten Island, Staten Island. Yeah. But uh, all right, man. It's been great having you yeah. on. And absolutely, this was a great conversation, yeah. man. We really down. appreciate it. I'm retired, so I got all day. All you right, brother. You want. All right, yeah, when, when, when football rolls on, we'll have you on, man. Yep, absolutely. And also, I have a, uh, a nonprofit. I can't believe the name yet because we're just setting it up. And uh, I'll let you guys know it's, it's going to address these things. All right. And on June, June 19th, we're going to have a Zoom. But the boss man is setting it up, doesn't want to let anything out yet. He okay. doesn't want anybody to steal his thunder. So in, you'll see, and it'll be it'll be a good thing. When all you right. guys are ready, we're going to promote the hell out of it. Absolutely. You got it, man. Yep. Thank you very much. All right, man. All right. All right. Thank Thanks, you, Clarence. Man. Thank enjoy, you, Clarence. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday, man. Oh, I will. Have a Absolutely. Co- have a cold one, because that's what we're doing. <laughs> Got some Modelo's, the official drink of the Oak Parade. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there you go. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. I'll talk to you. All right. Take man. it easy, bud. All right. Well, that was a hell of a, a conversation we had. Sure. <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah. Your pop filter's all messed up there, Backy. Yeah. You got a little. 
Yeah, that was a hell of a conversation. There we go. And people need to have conversations like that more yeah. often. And I hope that, uh, you know, people listening will uh, yeah, will continue to have conversations yeah, like yeah. that and, and not stay in your own bubble. You have friends like this guy. Talk to him. Yeah. Because his perspective isn't being portrayed in the media or no. on Facebook or on Twitter. It's not being portrayed. It's one side or the other. This guy is dead smack in the middle. Yep. He sees both sides. Absolutely. You know, and <coughs> the media doesn't want you to hear that. They don't want to hear perspective from both sides, from somebody that's in it from both sides. You know, they don't want to. Hear, that's not their narrative, man. It doesn't fit the narrative. Yeah. So. But uh, I appreciate the, the that conversation. Yes. I appreciate that call. Yeah. So I can't wait till we have the guy on and we talk football. Exactly. <laughs> and we get and we get to go down and drink with the guy and freaking watch the Raiders, man. <laughs> yeah. And complain. <laughs> and yeah. complain complain about the freaking Raiders. <laughs> yeah. But let's uh, let's dive into what we uh said we were gonna talk about. Man. Okay. People need to understand Kaepernick did not start uh protests no. in sports. No, he did not. And, uh, really? Yeah, absolutely. Really? Because I, I swear I'm hearing otherwise these days. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It says, uh, I printed out some stuff, but, uh, you know, sports protests uh, go back to, uh, well, way back. We have uh, a date here of January 13th, 532 A.D. Wow. At the the at, Romans were pissed at the chariot races, <laughs> at the chariot races of Constantinople. Rival drivers from the Blues and Greens teams asked the Emperor Justinian to pardon two of their followers who'd been condemned to die. His refusal <coughs> led to the Nika Revolt, six weeks of rioting that resulted in the deaths of thirty thousand people. Wow. So uh, Kaepernick taking a knee isn't exactly uh, unprecedented. No. Uh, a lot of stuff has, has gone on. And um, I got a list of some of the stuff right here. We have, uh, and we'll take turns. I'll pass the list around. We have uh, 1883, a man named Moses. On August 10th, 1883, Cap Anson. The owner, manager, first baseman of the Chicago White Sox took his team to Toledo, Ohio to play an exhibition game. He demanded that the Blue Stockings not play Moses Fleetwood Walker, the African-American catcher. Walker wasn't going to actually play anyway because he was injured, but when informed of Anson's demand, the Toledo manager, Charlie Morton, took a stand and called his bluff, saying... uh, he started, he started Walker in right field instead. <laughs> and he said, and Anson said, we'll play this game, but we won't play Never No More with the N-word. Toledo joined the American Association the next year, and on May 1st, 1884, Walker became the first African-American major leaguer when he took the field against Louisville. Three years later, Anson finally got his way when owners enacted a rule barring black players from professional baseball. Hence the creation of the Negro Leagues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And without the Negro Leagues, you don't have Jackie Robinson, Monty Irvin. Right. You don't have guys like that. You know, Satchel Paige. You, you don't, you, you would never hear about these guys. 
No. You know, without the Negro League. <clears throat> you want to take force play? It's another baseball one. Oh, okay. Okay. 1890, force play. John Montgomery Ward is the only player in the Hall of Fame with 2,000 hits and 100 wins. He also later started a major department chain, department store chain, but his impact on the business of baseball was huge as well. In the late 1880s, players bridled at the salaries that they were being paid under the National League's reserve clause. Led by Ward, they organized a new league for the 1890 season and got many of the most talented players to sign. The Players League lasted only one year because of butted heads in the same city as the National League, but it had far more future Hall of Famers and provided a roadmap that is still useful a century later. There you go. Another guy. See, uh, probably a lot of Americans don't realize, you know, I, I mean, they, they look at baseball and they're like, oh, yeah, Jackie Robinson. Well... Uh, you know, uh, yeah. baseball. Baseball is highly racist. They know before. the base. They don't know the base knowledge that there was a Negro League. Yes, but they don't look beyond that. Oh, there was a Negro League. Yeah. Then Jackie Robinson. Yeah. No. And then everything was roses. Went, yeah, yeah. Exactly. This went on for a yes. very long time. Yes. Here we go. Nineteen oh six. Aaron Gobra. Peter O'Connor, an Irish long jumper, finished second in the 1906 Games in Athens, but first in the history of Olympic flag protests. He had gone to Greece believing he was representing Ireland, but when he got there, he was told there would be no Irish team, just one from Great Britain. So as the Union Jack was raised for him, he scaled the flagpole as teammate uh, Con Leahy stood guard at the base. When he reached the top, he unfolded the green Irish flag he had smuggled onto the track, emblazoned with a gold harp, shamrocks, and the words Aaron Go Bra. The flag had an entirely different meaning. <laughs> yes. I can't believe they're going to tell this Irish guy that he's going <laughs> to play for Great Britain. Yeah. Being a yeah, mick. Yeah, being a yeah. mick. Yeah. Kill the kill the English. Yes. Kill the English. <laughs> that's I'm like good. T- that's like telling an American they're going to play for Canada. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it might be even worse. It might be even worse. Yes. <laughs> you want to you want to yeah. you want to take the next one, Mackie? No, Canada's nice, you know. Yeah. So we're we're no, sweeping we really not sweeping um, for silver. Yes, uh, Mackie, you got to get off the cables. No, Canada. Oh, sorry, can, Canada is 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 Alabama with polar bears. <laughs> All right, so we're up to uh, 1936, sweeping for silver. Berlin Games forced American athletes to decide how best to object to Hitler's Aryan agenda. Harvard trackster Milton Green, fencer Albert Wolf of France, and basketball players from Long Island University chose not to participate in the protest of virulent anti-Semitism in Germany. On the other hand, we had Jesse Owens and Mac Robinson who elected to compete to put a lie to Hitler's precepts of a master race. Big shock, Owens won four gold medals, as we know. And this infuriated Hitler, as we know. 
Robinson, older brother of future sports pioneer Jackie Robinson. So we got a nice connection to there. He finished second in 200 meters behind Owens. Robinson found out the silver medal was not worth a lot. Only job that he could find when he returned was a street sweeper in Pasadena. Elkin protest. Robinson wore his Olympic jacket while working in a white neighborhood during the evenings. Response from residents also said a lot about America. They got the cops to make him take off the jacket. Jesus. <laughs> so seriously. Here's an Olympian. I mean, and you're telling him to take yeah, off his Olympic what, jacket. Yeah, yeah. What, what do you even say to this? Yeah. yeah. I, you had a guy that basically gave his middle finger to Hitler when nobody else was going to. Yeah. And wow. Teammate gets yeah. back from all this. He's wearing his coat while he's cleaning the streets. Yeah. And they call the cops on him. Yeah. And the cops probably beat him up, too. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's like You can't even speak to how wrong this whole thing is. It, absolutely. It dumbfounds you. That was a hell of a protest, though. You go over there and win. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Take that, yeah. Hitler. Damn it. Run across the finish line. Yep, yep. All right, 1947, a tree grows in Brooklyn. Some might argue that the Brooklyn Dodgers' decision to integrate baseball wasn't a protest. But in retrospect, this act of courage by Jackie Robinson and of defiance by general manager Branch Rickey may have been the single most successful demonstration for racial equality in American history. Robinson had to walk through a cauldron of hatred to show he belonged and to open the doors for African Americans in every walk of life. And that's the that that's the truth. Yeah. And you yeah. know, and and you know, baseball was inherently racist before that. He came in and then you know, he was accepted by guys like, you know, Yogi Berra, Mickey Mantle, mm-hmm. Al Kaline, Duke Snyder. You know, all of these like titans of American sports. He was accepted, you know, and that tells you a lot yeah. about the race relations in this country. Yeah. You know, that these guys, you know, I mean, here you got, you know, Mantle's like, a, you know, a hillbilly from Oklahoma, you know, <clears throat> these guys accepted this guy. He was their teammate. He, he was their, you know, he was their opponent and they all liked him. Yeah. You know, biggest controversy for uh, Mickey Mantle was him and Roger Maris. Yeah. The 61 homer. Yeah. Did that have anything to do with the race relations? Nope. No, it did not. They, they, that was your controversy. Yeah. It wasn't a big deal. No. All right. I'll take the next one, and then I'll... Tom, I'll let you take the one after that, because it, it'll get us back into a little bit of Raider history. Oh, uh, okay. So, uh, 1961, serving notice. While in Lexington, Kentucky, for an exhibition game before the 1961-62 season... Bill Russell and the other black members of the Boston Celtics were refused service at a restaurant. They boycotted the game. Boston, of all things, by yeah. the way. <laughs> well, they were, they were in Lexington, Kentucky. But they boycotted the game, a groundbreaking statement at a time when blacks were still expected not to complain publicly about discrimination. Russell became an outspoken advocate for integration, 
After the 1963 assassination of civil rights leader Medgar Evers in Jackson, Mississippi, he flew down to Jackson to conduct integrated basketball camps. Damn. Yeah. Celtics are good then, man. Nah, like, uh, <laughs> we're talking about Bill Russell. Yeah. Of all the, and this is Bill Russell. It's not even, uh, get, you know, getting to late 60s, ABA. Yeah. ABA pushed the limits. They did what they had to do. But this was Bill Russell, Celtics. Yeah. Early 60s. Yes. No support. No. Just screw you guys. Mm-hmm. Screw all of you. All right, this one starts at the bottom of the page and continues. Okay. All right. 1965, hard time in the Big Easy. The AFL All-Star Game was scheduled to be played in New Orleans at Tulane Stadium on January 16, 1965. But when the 21 black players arrived in the city... They were met with hostility and denials of service. They couldn't even get cab rides from the airport. With the support of white AFL stars, such as Buffalo quarterback Jack Kemp, who was a future Republican candidate for vice president, and San Diego offensive tackle Ron Mix, the players told the AFL commissioner Joe Foss that they would not play in New Orleans, so the game was moved to Houston. See? Hell yeah. And who else was a big part of that decision? Uh, Mr. Al Davis. Yes. Mr. Al Davis. Yes. Al, Al Davis refused to play in a city that enforced segregation. Yes. And then we got um, 1967, Wake the Giants. On June 4th, Jim Brown, Bill Russell, Lou Alcindor, and other prominent... Kareem. Kareem. Kareem, to clarify. And other prominent black athletes met in Cleveland in a show of support for Muhammad Ali, who is Cassius Clay, who had refused induction into the U.S. Army as a conscientious objector. Two weeks later, he was convicted of draft evasion and sentenced to five years in prison and stripped of his heavyweight title. Tom, does that include... Mr. Cassius Clay's statement because that's no, really it's important. Not in there. It's not in there. No. Um, to paraphrase, Mr. Clay basically said, "You want to take me overseas to kill people with yellow skin when over here in my country you're willing to kill people with a different color skin? I'm not doing it." Yeah, and he was I'm not right. doing it. Ali counterpunched in the courts as others fought with him Alcindor in particular emerged as a force for change the NCAA Basketball Rules Committee had just taken the dunk away from the out from Alcindor and UCLA the committee said it was to restore competitive balance <laughs> but the band clearly had a target to me the new no dunk rule smacks a little of discrimination Al- Al- Alcindor told the Chicago defender most of the people who dunk are black athletes. Yep. Yeah, and that's true. And that goes to the ABA. Yes. They had the same issue with Dr. J. Yes. Like, boy, he did it better than anybody else. Sure. Well, yeah, he was leaping from the foul line. But (laughs) they, uh, yeah, they finally sucked up to it. But still, the fact, there was actually a rule to stop them 
from doing this. Yeah. Yes. Ridiculous. Yeah. No, here's a good one. This is this is one of my favorite ones to talk about. Fists of Fury, 1968. The 200-meter final of the Mexico City Games became as fraught with significance as the 200-meters final at the 1936 Berlin Games. <clears throat> After Tommy Smith won gold and John Carlos silver, they stepped onto the podium shoeless but decked out in black socks and gloves. Then they raised their fists above their bowed heads to silently protest racial discrimination. Well, there's, there's, there's something. There's first of all, there's a name missing. The white guy, Peter Norman. Yes, mm-hmm. he also participated in the protest, even though he didn't raise his fist. He participated by, first of all, um, uh. Tommy Smith actually forgot his gloves. So that's why they only have one glove on. And that was Peter's suggestion. He goes, well, why don't you guys each just wear one glove? So he was actively taking part not only in the protest, but in discussing what they were going to do, how they were going to do it. Yes. And he also said, I want one of those human rights pens to wear. And they got him a human rights pen. And they didn't have any extras, but they... Actually, Tommy Smith took it off of one of the guys from the rowing team and put it on Peter. And Peter Norman um, qualified for the Australian team the following year and was barred from. He was treated as a scumbag when he got back to Australia because he took part in this protest. Um, So he needs to be mentioned, too. Yes. And the other reason that he absolutely the other reason that he needs to be mentioned is uh, because he actually took the silver. John Carlos took the bronze in that. Yes. Um, they, they messed up in this little piece of the article, but Peter came in second in that race. Um, but there you go. And he had the balls to stand up for what was right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like seriously, like this is where this is what we're looking at. Yeah. People who have had the balls to actually stand up and say screw screw it. Yeah. No, this is not right. Yes. This is not yeah. right. Sure. And he's passed away, so rest in peace, Peter. All right, 1973, Battle of the Sexes. Oh god, what a joke. Yeah, that was yeah. <laughs> 1973 was was <laughs> wait wait a minute. This isn't actually a sports protest. I, I I thought it was just like an ABC Wild World of Sports. <laughs> no, special no. for ratings. It, it, it seriously was. They made such a big deal yeah, about yes, it. They did. So it was the year that 73 was when uh, Billie Jean King brought equality to women's tennis. In June, she organized the Women's Tennis Association. Soon thereafter, she threatened to lead a boycott of the U.S. Open if the prize money for winning the finals was not the same for for men and women, $25,000. And in September, September, she played Bobby Riggs in the Battle of the Sexes, easily beating the former men's champion to make her point. Okay. So yeah, I yeah I never knew that was actually a form of protest. Uh, no, like, seriously, like actual, the, that was that was, was an issue. I, was, I, I thought it was just you know okay you know it was no you know, it's amazing that it was you know. but it was an issue. Yes, and realistically, homeboy was useless. 
Yeah. He was you know, useless. Well, so he had no balls to actually be putting that yes. up. Well, I think that... She the, smacked him down I big think time. That, I think that the two of them were kind of hamming it up for the... It could be. But It could be. But the point was, she rightfully so said, well, why are we getting paid less than these guys? Yep. yep. You know. And you know what? They're still fighting that stuff. They are fighting. Oh, absolutely. Fighting that, soccer, no basketball. Like, yeah. WNBA. Yeah, you they're know. still fighting those things. Yeah. You know, everyday work. All right, here you go. Here you go. Um, coming out in numbers. 1982, coming out in numbers. After finishing sixth in the decathlon at the 1968 Mexico City Games, Tom Waddell became a physician and gay rights advocate in San Francisco. After joining a gay bowling league, Waddell decided to organize a gay Olympics in San Francisco that began on Mackie's August, on those cables again. Oh, sorry. That guys. began on <laughs> August 28, 1982, with Tina Turner singing the national anthem. The International Olympic Committee sued to have Waddell remove the word Olympics from the event, but the competition, renamed the Gay Games, was a resounding success. Although Waddell would die of AIDS in 1987, his brainchild continues to thrive every four years. Wow. Yeah? Yeah. Why? It's just, why should it even be to that point? I don't know. Why? Because, you know. What you, What can you even say? It, yeah. it, it, who cares? At the bottom line, who cares? Exactly. Why has this been such an issue for years and years and years? And the worst part of this particular issue, it, it, it's acted like they, it never existed. Yeah. Th- that's I my thing. I never heard that. Yeah. Oh, nobody was gay until the 50s. Yeah. Right. Seriously? <laughs> Seriously? The whole, the whole entire Roman Empire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, nobody was gay until the 50s. Yeah. You didn't see Caligula? They were all gay. <laughs> so, Not that there's anything wrong with that, but, you know. No, there is. A, it's just like people had to live in, in these closeted, terrible existences. Yes. To just be who they were. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. To just be who they were. And is it is it such a big deal? Sorry, you're going to have to cut that. But is it <laughs> such a big deal? Jeez, just live your lives, man. Yeah. And you're Dead. talking about athletes. Talking about athletes. What difference does it make where the athlete is at? Yes, it doesn't. Well, Color, well, sexuality. Well, who cares, well, man? It's your passion. The, the, the gay athlete is still a big issue. In all sports. Oh, it is. It is. You know, no a, question. It's a huge no issue. No question. You it's know, a huge issue. Huge issue. It shouldn't be. Yeah. It shouldn't be, you but know, it is. You know, I mean, out, out of all the pro athletes in this country in the big four major sports, what, you mean to tell me three or four or five guys are the only ones that have ever come out as gay? Hey, yeah. Really? Yeah. Come on. Talking about percentages through yeah. history of the leagues. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, please. Yeah. Yeah. There's not many. There's gotta be less than ten that have publicly came out. I mean, you know there's guys who have come out after their careers, but seriously. Yeah. All these athletes. Yeah. Yeah, these two guys that actually came out of the closet. uh, 
<laughs> Seriously, like, it's, dude. it's it's mind-boggling. It, it, it is. really is. It is. <sighs> All right, here's here's one. This and this is a happy thing, I think. 1989, he had the floor. On January 14th, 1989, Georgetown basketball coach John Thompson walked off the court before a home game against Boston College. He was protesting a new NCAA rule, Proposition 42, that denied scholarships to freshmen who were academically ineligible. If these kids today don't get that opportunity, who are they going to look to? I had to reassure myself I was doing the right thing. I'm sure that I did do the right thing. He's like, I'm sure now I'm right. Um, Other influential coaches backed Thompson up, saying the rule targeted black athletes and the NCAA later rescinded it. Which is good. I mean, you know. Absolutely. Where where are some of these kids going to get opportunity from, Mm -hmm. right? Sure. And, And, you know, they lie about it, but it's supposed to be for the NCAA pet education. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Who wants my the next ass? One? My Ellie. It's about the sports. No, for the NCAA. It's so money. why could you even put that out there? Yeah. So he called it out. Yep. It's stupid. Okay. 1996. Oh say, can you not see? Denver Nuggets guard Mahmoud Abdul Ralph was having the best season of his career when he decided to stop standing. Stop standing for the national anthem. And what year was this? 1996. Not 2016. Hey, hey, no. hey, hey, hey Tom. And this guy's <laughs> Colin Kaepernick. Played yeah, basketball? I was going to say. What, yeah, like, I, I, you know. So. Yeah. Well, you're, uh, this was he was a niner, and uh, he, he on March 12, 1996, NBA Commissioner David Stern suspended Abdul Rao for his protest. They soon soon came to an agreement. He could close his eyes and look downward during the anthem. From then on, Abdul Rauf did just that, saying a Muslim prayer to himself while his eyes closed. While he showed due respect, two Denver disc jockeys trespassed on a mosque to play the national anthem with their trumpets. Five years later, arsonists burned down Abdul Rauf's home in Gulfport, Mississippi. Jesus Christ. You know, long before Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. You know, it, to my knowledge, nobody burned down Kaepernick's home. No. Or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Or nope. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's home or anybody else's. Yeah. Nope. You know. So, there's real racism, racism right there. Yep. You know. Or, I mean, well, as much as uh, Cassius yeah. Muhammad Ali went through, yeah. I don't think they burned down his house either. I don't no. think they really went after You'd his have family. to have gonads the size of I was boulders. Say, to- yes. Muhammad Ali is going to put you on the <laughs> freaking ground, man. 2004, a call to disarm, two. During the Iraq War, baseball began a new tradition by playing God Bless America during the seventh inning stretch. Actually, no, they don't. The only team that does that every game is the New York Yankees. Nobody else does. <laughs> they do it on Sunday afternoons. Really? That's it. Okay. The only team plays it every game is the New York Yankees. Well, maybe it was just this year. But Carlos Delgado, the Blue Jays' first baseman, deliberately took a, a seat during each rendition, saying, I don't stand because I don't believe in the war. So, Good for him. Delgado. There you a go. Po- a Puerto Rican. 
decided I'm not standing for the national anthem because well, I don't support well, the war. Tom, that's not America. Yeah, well, yeah. you know. Uh-huh. Um, I was at Yankee Stadium one time. You're on the things again. I was at Yankee Stadium one time for a game. During this, um, when they play God Bless America, okay? I got up to go go to the bathroom and everything, seventh inning stretch. I had a New York City cop stop me and say, you need to stand at attention and take off your hat. And I was like, why? He said, because God Bless America's playing. I said, well, I don't know what country you're from, but the national anthem is the national anthem, and it ain't God Bless America. And, and he kind of looked at me, I was like... And I don't have to stand or take off my hat for either one of them. No. But I looked him right in the eyes and said, you know, National Anthem is this country is the Star Spangled Banner, man. It ain't God bless America. I don't need to stand for it. I don't need to take my hat off for mm-hmm. it. I go, this ain't North Korea. And I walked away from him. I could go so. potty on this damn chair if I really feel like yes. it. Yeah. yeah. Bottom line. Not on Tom's chair. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. But 2010, Los Santos. Oh, I like this one. In honor of Cinco de Mayo and in protest of Arizona's recent passage of a much much stricter immigration policy. Show the, me your papers. The Phoenix Suns donned Los Suns jersey jerseys during the 2010 NBA playoffs. Nice. Yes. Los Suns. Nice jerseys, too. Actually, oh, yeah? Yeah, they're nice jerseys. Really. Uh, fashion statement. To protest the death of Trayvon Martin, an unarmed black teenager who was shot to death in Florida by an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter what nationality idiot is. By he, was an, sh- he was shot by an idiot. Shot by an idiot who thought he had some type of... Uh, Authority to yeah. police neighborhoods yeah. and you know shoot people because they had skittles. <laughs> um, I digress. Um, in honor of Trayvon Martin, to protest the death of Trayvon Martin, members of the Miami Heat, uh, including LeBron James, donned hooded sweatshirts before their game on mm-hmm. March twenty fourth, two thousand and twelve. That was like the day of the hoodie. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. You wear a hoodie, you're a thug, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, look in my closet. What do you say? Hoodies. <laughs> and I'm proud to be a freaking thug, man. That's right. <laughs> All right, here, here's, yeah, my, you know, I here's the say, last one on this list. Here's mine. Uh, 2016, A Matter of Conscience. In July 2016... Members of the Minnesota Lynx, New York Liberty, and Phoenix Mercury. That's uh, WNBA, Tom. Oh, okay. (laughs) It's not soccer? No. okay. Began wearing Black Lives Matter t-shirts to WNBA games to protest recent police shootings. Police unions took offense, and the league fined both the teams and the players. But uh, after Liberty Center... Tina Charles took to Twitter to say that she refused to be silent. WNBA president Lisa Borders rescinded the fines and began a dialogue, saying, while we expect players to comply with league rules and uniform guidelines, we also understand their desire to use their platforms to address important social issues. Good. Which is good, the way... Good for them, man. Like, is, like, why is this um, been such an issue? That, why is this even a question? That should have been Goodell's comment. Immediately. Yeah, well... Immediately. Yeah, yeah. Finally, it is. You know, 
But but three you know, years? It took three years to get that yeah, out of Goodell. Yeah. You know, you want to bust Kaepernick for the socks he was wearing? Okay, that's against uniform violation. But to 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 bust them and 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 to do to do stuff <coughs> like <coughs> just because yeah. the guy was kneeling down. You yeah. just pointed out something that infuriates me to this day. Jack Tatum, his last years of life, he was a sock cop. Jack Tatum was enforcing their stupid uniform rules. Hey, your socks aren't right. Yeah. It's Jack Tatum, for God's sake. Yeah, this well, is the assassin. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, Jack Tatum took his uniform seriously, man. He Damn straight. <laughs> damn straight. <laughs> I like, I, yeah, we got to say Jack Tatum took what he was wearing. Sir. Yes. But he spent... Yeah. He was the uniform cop. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's Jack. Don't want Jack. Why are you walking around telling people like to put their socks up? My God. Jack, you've took people's heads off. Yeah. God bless you. We love you. But Jack. Come Jersey on. proud. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Passaic. Passaic. Jersey proud. So that that's what I had on my list. I mean, there's so many things we could talk about and beat this to death. But, you know... I hope that we nailed it into your heads that this all didn't start with Colin Kaepernick. No, and 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 I hope we gave you a different perspective on things. Yeah, with our guests and things that we have said. Yeah, you know, the we're, guest. We're, we're more the, than, the guest was really important. I mean, and I thought that was a fantastic. We are more than happy to lend our, to lend our platform to anybody that wants to. Come on and discuss their issues. We have no problems with that. We never did. You know, we just didn't think there was a need for it. But if there is, anybody wants to come on, give their respect, you know, their well, perspective. In the, in, in the time that we're living in right now, I think that it's, you know, normally we would have avoided politics. Yes. And avoided yes. any of this discussion. Anybody that, anybody that knows us knows we do a pretty good job of avoiding all that stuff. But I, I think that it's important right yes. now that we don't avoid it. Yeah. Yeah, this, yeah, not now. That we do discuss it. And, uh, you know, because cooler heads have to prevail, man. And I'm telling you, if us three knuckleheads are the cooler heads. <laughs> this country's in trouble. This it's country's in trouble. <laughs> Isn't it frightening? It is frightening. Yeah. It's, so, it's scary that we are actually the people with the rational minds <laughs> to actually be like, everybody yeah, stop. Yeah. Everybody stop, man. But you know what? I, I think we're going to wrap it up, and the way that we're going to end this episode is we're going to go ahead and just play a couple voicemails. Okay. Sounds you know? good. Some of them are old because uh, whatever. But uh, You're a slacker? I'm a slacker. <laughs> yeah, we catch up with you eventually. Damn, damn slacker, white guys. But, <laughs> anyway, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Go Raiders! <laughs> we got to put that in there somewhere. Yeah. Actually, yeah, we'll get into Raiders topic while Chuck's trying to find the uh, while voicemails. I'm trying to figure it out. <clears throat> this is an awesome thing. Uh, Derek Carr, and I know point of contention with a lot of Raider Nation. Personally, I don't think it's necessary, but he has organized a group of about forty Raiders who have been working out on their own fields in Las Vegas. Nice. They're all coming out there. They're working on their own stuff. Regardless, 
forget training camp. Yeah. They are out there, and he is the catalyst behind it, and they're all doing it. So hopefully, you know, we've got so many good additions we to the Raiders. I'm just hoping, like, you're missing so much training camp. You're missing. Yeah. You're missing the spring camps, whatever. But you're still working. If he's gotten those guys out there, and they're doing it, that's great for the future, man. Sure. That's great. Yep. That's absolutely great for the future. Sure. What's going on? I don't know. Yeah, we're still working on the voicemails here. <laughs> here we go. Splatterhead pots fits in Eber Nation. The cop and the cute operator. In the spirit of unity, I wanted to make sure that I reached out on this 50th episode. You guys keep doing what you do. I listen from afar, but you know I'm always near. What am I drinking? Straight North Carolina. Moonshine. All right. Oh, nice. damn. Straight, yeah. straight yeah. North Carolina right. moonshine. All right, right. Dog. And remember, in this time, in this turbulence, in this community, in this nation, all we need is unity. Reach out. Make a friend. Make sure that friend doesn't look like you and don't take yourself too seriously. Turn off and rush Limbaugh. Cool. All right. That's a great message, yeah. man. Absolutely, man. North Carolina moonshine right off the bat. There were, that's what yeah. we're talking about. All right, we got another one. What's going on, my Raider brothers? This is Central Valley Raider. All right. Long time no talk, man. I still listen to your show when I can. Um, just a couple things. Let's start off with craft beer. All right, let's, let's hit that. I've been wanting to try this. Maybe you guys have tried it. I think it's called the Alchemist uh, Heaty Topper. I've been wanting to try that. That's, 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 that's a Vermont brew. Get a from the Craft Brew Kings. So I guess it's a liquor store that could, you know, in this day and age, they could ship beer. That thing sells out in seconds. Called The Alchemist, uh, Heady Topper. Been trying to get that. Let me know what you think. Have you guys tried it? I want to know what the hype is. So I'm buying in. Um, you know, there's a couple other ones. There's Pliny the Younger. You know, I've done Pliny the Elder, but I want to know what Pliny the Younger is. Um, so those are two I'm just throwing that beer wise craft beer wise guys uh, love when you guys give your, your comments on that kind of stuff um, I am a craft beer dude um, other than that man my Raiders I think we're going to throw some people off I think we're two people are thinking we're going to do the same stuff we're going to oh we're going to get two wide receivers oh we're going to get a wide receiver and a linebacker you know <coughs> blah 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 I think we might go defense defense wins championships and when you put pressure on the quarterback and you put another defensive end on the side of on the other opposite end of Crosby and you already got Malik Collins in the middle what if you get another defensive tackle in the middle and with 19 you get a defensive end then you're going to hit dink and dunk he's not going to have time to catch uh, his speedsters right that's what I'm thinking but again I'm drinking daddy sodas right now I'm drinking some Sierra Nevada. <laughs> daddy uh, sodas. He's drinking some daddy sodas. All right, man. Uh, my take on the on the Alchemist from Hetty Topper, um, or Hetty Topper from Alchemist. I think it's Alchemist Brewery. It is uh, Vermont. They're a Vermont brewery. I I'm like you. I don't understand what the hype is. It's a good beer. I don't understand what the big hype is. If I'm gonna hype a beer from Vermont, it's gonna be Lawson's Finest Liquids. 
that would be the beer I'd be hyping from Vermont. So if you can grab some of that at your place out there, they make some good beers, brother. And I think they surpass the Alchemist, man. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, yeah. I think Hetty Topper is like that one IPA that um, was kind of a turning point for a lot of people. Yeah. It was it was that IPA that people were like, oh, okay, I finally, I get it now. Yeah. And, uh, and the Alchemist does put out some quality stuff. Yeah. But, you know, there's a lot of breweries that people, you know, are really hyped about. Yeah. That, uh, as far as Pliny the, young, the Younger, I have not seen it, have not tasted it. No. So I could, I have no idea. And we're sorry <laughs> it, it took us so long to get back to you. Yeah. Get your but, voicemail on there. But we've been on kind but, of a hiatus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to address what he... I, I think we fit the defense. I think we fit the defense pretty good. Yeah, I think we do and, too. And we've put some nice additions on offense. Yes. Didn't really need the offense, but it was nice additions. Yeah. It was really nice additions, and I think we got some balance on defense now. I, I, th- I think we're all right. I, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, but I, I think we're all right. We've, yeah. we've got some balance on both sides. I don't know what's going to happen with the Raiders, but I know what's going to happen with the fan club blitz. Mm-hmm. We're going to say adios. We're going to get out of here. we yeah. got to go put uh, yeast in our beer. Yeah, we got to finish up our beer, <laughs> and we got other stuff to do, so yeah. uh, we are out. And, uh, Hell of an addition, guys. Thanks Hell for of an listening. Addition. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening to episode 50, man. We uh, I hope it didn't hit you too hard, but yeah. uh, hey. You know, we'll be back to our regular shenanigans on the next show. Yeah. As long as the world doesn't do anything else. Yeah. Well, as long as we don't explode. (laughs) All right. Later. (laughs) All right. uh, This is Tom. I guess uh, we're going to be wrapping up our show here. Um, If you have any questions for me or you want to call in and uh, talk about anything you want on uh, the Raider Fan Club Blitz. Um, our number is 732-798-0257. Feel free. Ask me about Mr. Skittles. I love Mr. Skittles. Um, we're also going to give a shout-out to the Irish Cottage, uh, our home base. They are located at 602 Route 23 North in Franklin, New Jersey. And their number is 973 973- and uh, give us a call let us know what you think questions, comments anything you want to say feel free talk to you next week bye Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. 
Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance, which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com.